<laughs> and I know you're recording that. <laughs> the best part is I got the laugh. I didn't get the inflamed in the brain inflamed part. Inflamed in the brain. <laughs> but now you totally have both. <laughs> I do. Why is your brain inflamed, my dear? I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like it's on fire. I just feel like it's on fire. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagood. And I'm Audra Watley. <laughs> I feel like we still haven't come up. I mean, we've got the tagline of embracing the experience, but I feel like that's like an exit. Yeah. Not an intro. And I an feel intro. like there needs to be an introduction. There needs to be a something. Yeah. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. Inflamed in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> it ought to make for interesting conversation. <laughs> Well, okay. So, I mean, obviously, like, last week you were talking about how it's, like, we're in wood element and fire energy and all of that stuff. But, like, that would make you feel a little over-toasted, overdone, over... Yeah, fire doesn't doesn't kick in until summer. We're still in wood. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just the stress and too much going on. And I I guarantee you I ate too many Easter eggs. (laughs) And no, I don't mean candy ones. I, you know. Like Easter eggs, like as in the like, egg egg. Like as in eggs, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. It's one of those, like, I I know I'm allergic to eggs. And. Um, I don't care. Yeah. That's how I am and, with potatoes. And I know. And I just go, yeah, it's Easter. And I want deviled eggs with everybody else. And I'm just going to eat them all. Man, I haven't eaten a deviled egg in a really long time. It was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, you know, next year I'm either going to limit to one or cut them out completely because at some point it just becomes not worth it. I have to do the cutout completely. Yeah. Because once they start it, then it becomes a problem. And I have been able to at least control my potato fixation, but just, you know, it seems to, I end up going on a three-day potato hiatus, like, <laughs> Every month. <laughs> You're like, you, a, no more. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, hmm. But I do. I, the funny part is, is like the first day of the potatoes, I'm like, oh, I was sinful, but it was so good. It was totally worth it. And, and oh, I didn't hit the scale yet. Sweet. And then the next time I'm like, well, it didn't hit the scale yet. I could try it again. And then like, and then that night. And then day like, three, it's and, like. And then day three, and it's like, it, it didn't hit the scale yet, but then day three, it's like, ha just kidding. Just kidding. There's your five pounds. Yeah, five. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's like five pounds overnight. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was at Insta-flate. least three. Insta-flate. <laughs> I feel like the blueberry kid on uh, Willy Willy, Wonka. The old Willy Wonka. Yeah, yes. Where she gets original. so inflated and they have to roll her out. Yeah. That's me That's on potatoes. That's pretty much what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Except then my brain gets, you know, foggy too. It's not even foggy. I don't feel foggy. I feel like literally from my eyebrows up, it's just crazy tired and it feels like it's on fire. Okay. I don't know how else to describe it. Interesting. Do you feel like you have, like how are your thoughts speedy and repetitious or is it just like toasted and exhausted so it's like I feel so tired in the middle of the afternoon that I want to lay down and take a nap, but I lay down and take a nap and my thoughts are like, do, 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 oh, and what about this? And ooh, what about that? And ooh, what about this? And this and this and that too. And ooh, 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 go look that up. <laughs> I had about two, I had, I ended up spending about seven to eight hours on customer service for 
with various companies this week, which was insane Mm -hmm. because, you know, most of those conversations should have been able to be handled in like 20 minutes. But, you know, today's customer service, first it takes you 20 minutes to get to an actual person that can help you because the automated system never actually got you anywhere. He either hung up on you or redirected you to different categories that are departments that had nothing to do with what you needed help with, right? Which, even when you followed the prompt, it still brought you to the wrong thing, and then you get transferred and all the, the hogwash. The other time that I spent was basically speaking to a person, but going over the timeline, which the timeline ends up being a 10-minute story of making sure that they're aware of all the hiccups and all the bumps and all the different things. And then... Then there's the frustration afterwards because sometimes you get, like, you know, the nub on the phone that clearly has missed some key rankings in intelligence. (laughs) And so then you're like, okay, I'm talking to a special person right now. Let me see how I can handle those types of things. So, you know, it, it, it just, like, it bothers me today that it's a full time job to hold people accountable to doing their job. And that, just drives me crazy because that's like my brain goes on fire like that because it's constant overload constant pulling attention and then on top of it I think I absorbed enough information this week to become an insurance agent right yeah it's like I have to do your job for you because you're not going to do it and I have to do it for myself so that I know what my rights are so that when I come to you I've already done your job Right. <laughs> Just to protect myself. To protect myself. Right. But yeah. then the worst part is, is that then even after you've done all of that, you're still going away completely unhappy anyway, because then it com- always comes down to policies. It always comes down to policies like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it because our policies are X, and then you just end up being screwed. I know it sucks. And there's nothing the employee can do about it because they didn't write the policies. The company wrote the policies. Yeah. And it just sucks balls. It just sucks balls. Yeah. So I spent a good, I, yeah, I spent a lot of time with, you know, a lot of screaming energy, but not screaming energy. I guess suppressed screaming energy in my body. Right. And then the worst part was is that after I was done, I could get through it. I th- you know, I'm very thankful for the way that I was raised in, you know, raised with a lawyer constantly teaching us how to strategically think, plot, negotiate, those types of things. So, you know, I put my litigator hat on and went to town and at least was able to get what I needed. But at the same time, it gave me a glimpse of what things would have been like if I had chosen a completely different, like, high-powered executive position, which I know I'm fully capable of doing. It also gave me a glimpse of what I, you know, if I was a litigator, if I'd done any of those, like, you know, when you're 14 and you're thinking about what you want to do, and I got a glimpse of what that would feel like, I would have, I would die at 45. Right. If I had that kind of job. And I was... I was unhappy. All this energy was just stuck around my voice, stuck around my chest, stuck around my brain. My brain was overloaded and wanted to be like cut off, literally, because it just hurt so bad. And then you went to bed and you woke up and you felt better and refreshed and a little bit normal. And then 
you have to make another phone call and it sucks you right back in. And you're like, wow, Seriously. <laughs> I was like a cross between the Tasmanian devil and the baby from freaking Incredibles. Yeah. When Jack they, Jack. Yeah. When Jack Jack is angry and turns into the red screaming monster. Yeah. Like, I, I literally felt like the baby on fire, red screaming monster baby. Right. And, and uh, you know, it's so ridiculous that sometimes that's what you have to do to get heard to get taken care of when you shouldn't have to when you shouldn't have to right you know i think that you know and oh insurance companies ugh, they make me crazy because it's like the reason that we pay so much money into insurance is so that when stuff happens they were taken care of right right but in the end it's kind of like if i had back all the money that i paid for insurance that i didn't need i could just pay for whatever it was out of pocket and not have to worry about it because by the time i'm done paying a deductible and fighting with them over it I could have paid for it anyway. Rudy was, that's, it's act, just like, that's exactly what Rudy said yes, to me yesterday. He's like, after after I called him and I said, look, okay, I wasn't able to get us everything that we wanted, but I got us within $500 of my bottom line. And I was like, that I think is at least pretty good. And I said, however, when it comes to the rental, there's nothing we could do because their policy is their policy. Even though I ranted, raved, whatever, I dealt, I that let's just say I gave so many verbal spankings to so many grown adults that uh, <laughs> even even a very well worded letter, um, which I almost want to read the letter on the air because it was so funny because I even signed it the wife like <laughs> and it the was the, I did I, I I went through this whole thing and I and it was it was just. It was a thing of beauty. Let's just say that when my daughter read it, she just started giggling because it was just <laughs> in its masterpiece. of it's, it, it's a perfect example of what mom is when mommy's been poked too many times. Yes. And so, you know, after I get off the phone mm-hmm. with all dealing with all that and I called my husband to update him on things, but also to provide security that mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't really give a shit what our circumstances are, we're going to make sure it's efficient and effective for us. We're going to give us time. We're going to make our decisions as we need to. We're going to create the world we need to for us and our decisions going forward. Regardless, I don't want to have pressure being influenced. I don't want um, time being an influence. I don't want financials to be an influence. I want us to just be smart with our decisions going forward and make it the best outcome that we can possibly have. And so as I was talking to him, he's, he, very kindly said, honey, I've been paying for insurance for like 35 years. And he's like, out of all the money that I've spent on insurance, that's like, mil- it's probably in the million. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, you think about how much you yeah. pay for insurance. I mean, sometimes. Like several, several, several hundred thousand at least. At a minimum. <laughs> right. I and was I, like, I could buy a new freaking airplane for that. You could buy a house. <laughs> Yeah, I you could probably buy. I could probably build a hover car. Um, you know? yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's just like oh my god, right? And like, well, and that's the thing is like, okay, we have it for security, but then how much of it actually, you know, really did provide you? Right, you security. paid for it. Well, it's like you can't even. I mean, it's so ridiculous. You have to have insurance, or, or you, you're legally, or you're legally, you know, penalized, penalized, right? But at the same time, it's like it, it, it I, uh, insurance is the one thing that just sends me into the red zone. <laughs> Having to deal with insurance faster yeah. than anything else. And it's just not, because it's so frustrating. But and, it's and not And it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, someone else stole a car and ran over my, you know, 
brick mailbox literally flattened it, it to like the ground. It was like a year and a half ago. And um, because they never figured out who stole the car. Your mailbox doesn't get fixed. Uh, my mailbox will not get fixed. So I have a little cheapy $30 mailbox from Walmart or wherever that I just stuck in the ground. It doesn't even have numbers on it. Which I know that's not really legal either. <laughs> well, you know what? Who can, you and know, I'm like, whatever. If they can't figure out the two, you know, the 04 is between the 00 and the 08, <laughs> it's their problem. I probably would have just gotten a soapbox and put it on the ground and then just put drop mail in basket. Drop mail in basket, <laughs> like, right? And just be like. And then it would be wet, but. You know. <laughs> I wouldn't really. I just feel like, forget it. Yeah. I just can't. I, it's. Because, you know, and it wasn't even the first time that it happened. It was the second. That was the. That was the second mailbox, so I'm just I don't like, think you're supposed to have mailboxes. I don't think I'm going to have to, yeah. I think mailboxes is not something that's for you. <sighs> yeah. What would happen if instead of putting your mailbox by the street, if you just put one of those ones next by your front door, would your mail, would you, would, one, would your postman kill you? And two, <laughs> would they figure it out? Because our, our, yeah, I don't know that they would figure it out. And, and second of all, I came home the other day and literally my mail was thrown in the front flower bed. It wasn't even in the box. It wasn't at the front of the house. It was literally thrown in the front flower bed. So I don't know if that was someone else got my mail and they just decided to throw it in the front flower bed or if that's what the mailman did that day. I, I really don't know. I don't even have <laughs> answers of how that happened without a camera and seeing what the fuck I, is going on with people. I, I don't know. Maybe their brain was on fire. Maybe. And they were like, it's, all these papers! I can't take it! Here! Up. Here! It just confetti everywhere! I'm like, oh my god. It's a mail party! Right? Oh, that sounds provocative as well. <laughs> it's a mail party. It's a mail party. <laughs> Chippendale. <laughs> I've never been to one of those. I, I have never either, and I have no interest. Yeah, I don't really have interest, but I did think it was funny that when I was in high school, there was a group of school teachers that all went together. My mom was one of them. You know, it's like they okay. decided that that would be fun to do. And, you know and I was just like, it was all these little old school worms. <laughs> I have been, I've been in a strip club like at eight, like 19 or something when, you know, the group of boys you were hanging out with wanted to go to a strip club and they're, you know, like, they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't really care. And then if anything, I'm just more curious of like, okay, so what's this like? You know, yeah. like, like, so I was going to say for a very, very long time ago, I actually dated a manager of a strip club. How funny. He was an ex-narcotic cop. And, um. Anyway, it's like I would go hang out occasionally with him. And I, I I enjoyed it more so because I was just fascinated with those, like, pole, you know, the whole pole dancing thing. I was just like. There's some skill. How do you do that? Yes. I mean. <laughs> like, well, and there, it's, that's their natural environment. So yeah. it's like, you know, when you go into somebody else's natural envi- environment, right? Like you yeah. go into a chef's kitchen and you get to watch them and how everybody has their job or yeah. you go over to a construction site and everybody has their every like when you go into those worlds it is fascinating because you're it's you're out of your element and then right. which which really makes me want everyone to understand of how special and unique they are because all right. of us have our gift sets to which makes us so profoundly special and unique even when it's something like bizarre or right. weird like a strip club what? like 
Well, I have I'm to tell you, it's like, I actually tried a pole dancing class one time. Oh, I'm yeah, like, that was a popular I thing like 10 years ago. so many bruises. <laughs> I'm like, how did these girls do that and not look like they have been beaten with a pole? <laughs> well, I was. I, I, mean, like, <laughs> I think it's kind of like a gymnast with calluses. You oh know what gosh. I'm saying? Like, when they're used to doing it on a regular basis, like, you know, rolling around the thing or whatever, their legs probably, like, build up a tolerance. Kind of like I don't know. boxers and stuff Or like they just that. figure out how to do it so that it doesn't, like, leave bruises. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, but, but I was, I'm, I'm like, always oh fascinated. Gosh. But I've never been to, like, one of the chip and... I've never, I've never been interested in... In mm. that, like even yeah. when the, um, mm. what was that really popular movie? It was like Magic Mike. Mike. Yeah. There was a new one out recently. Okay. They, like, I think they did a second one. And, I'm, and I never, I think I they've haven't... done three or four at this point. Right. But I, I've, not, I've seen the first one, not of interest of, just more of the storyline, right? Like just because <laughs> everyone would say, actually the people I'd spoken to were like, mm. oh my God, it's such a good story. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, really? And then I watched it for the story, and actually the story was pretty decent. But at the same time, like, I could have done without the dancing. Like, the dancing, like, it did nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand that. But it was really interesting because, like, it, go- it does goes to show you how differently men and women's brains work. So, like, you know, there have been times. What do you see? What do you see? She's like, you two are just so excited. I had to be a part of the conversation. Do you want to jump up and down and be excited? You can jump up and down and be excited with us. Hmm? 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 But I find it really interesting that, like, girl brains and boy brains, like, work completely differently. Like, right. especially when it comes to, like, you know, what is appealing or what is interesting, right? Yes. So, like, my, my husband came... My husband came with me today. Um, my daughter very much wanted both her parents at her state competition. Oh. And so we drove that down. Today. That was today. It was early in this morning. And so we drove We drove all the way down there. And, of course, you know, my husband has to check out the scene and figure out where he wants to sit. And, you know, I, and of course, like, it was in this very old building. of con- It was a concrete coliseum, right? And he was like, what would this place be called? And I was like, well, they call it a coliseum, honey. Like, and he's yeah. just like... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then so he goes around because he likes, he loves architectural structure and things of that nature. He always has, but he just now even more so is paying attention to it. So he, of course he picks like the one section that most people would never sit at whatsoever, which happens to be the best seat because there's no draft, which the year prior I had said across the way, I almost died I was so cold like it was so it was terrible <laughs> and then frostbite right exactly like I was shivering I couldn't feel my fingers at the end I mean it was so bad like when you jump in your car and it's blazing hot that felt good like and so that was that was just a little bit interesting but the best part was is here my husband's like walking around whatever and this cop bless his heart walk you know is walking in or whatever he's a heavier set guy bald head like whatever not anything that i would ever even notice anything but of course my husband goes to get a snack at the concession stand and he comes back and he's like honey that guy's got elephantitis in his balls and i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> and he's like just go walk over there like in like whatever well when i go and walk and come back i'm like honey it looks like he's wearing a diaper like it you know cuz it's baggier and bulgier and puffier whatever yeah i had to listen to like 20 minutes of 
ball talk. <laughs> You're like, I could have done my whole life without this, and I can't get those 20 minutes back. No, I do. Well, actually, I have to say some of it was very entertaining, but some of it I was so lost and confused of because I don't know how where it was going or what the point was. Or even, like, I had nothing to add. I didn't, you know, like, I just don't think like that. And so, it's very oblivious to me. And then he went on a tangent of different things. And, you know, it was balls and penises for 20 minutes. Like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I was like sitting here and I'm like, what's happening? Like, my brain has just absorbed so much information this week. And I've been, I'm an exhausted litigator. And, like, now the subject is ball talk. Like, yeah. like what? But it just, yes. like, very much emphasized, like, you know, like, of course, he's having all these random thoughts, and he's talking about them, which I love hearing him talk about them. But it just, be, and, like, I'm trying to explain, like, no, girls don't think in that direction. We don't go there. We don't, like, some of that kind of conversation is almost off book. Yeah. Like, we don't, we, like, it's like, oh, no, we, no, no, we, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. So, and then he, there was a weird question that he asked the other night and it was like, it was something like, okay, you know how if you, like, if you fart and it like, if you're in the tub or in a pool and you fart and it bubbles up or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. So he asked, what would the name for it be when you fart, but it doesn't go like up your backside, it goes up your front side. And I was just like, actually, I don't think there's a name for that. Like, and he's like, no, you didn't. You and your girlfriends wouldn't figure out a name for it. And I was like, my girlfriends and I would never talk about something. Like that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, going. <laughs> like, like, even your face is like, why are we talking, are about, we talking this? about this? <laughs> but like, and then there's other thoughts that I just wouldn't say. Yes, but that's the thing. And I'm like, there's a chance that it might not go bubble anyway. <laughs> how different male versus female brains work. Right. right. And then we got onto this I was huge... going to say, you know, it's like the conversations that I've had with some of my girlfriends are like, you know, there's something about the female form that is actually beautiful naked. and But then the male form itself, most of us don't care. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to see you shirtless. I, I, I don't want to see you. You know, I definitely don't want to see you full frontal naked. Um, Men, like I, I, your penis I, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. And there is nothing about a dick kick pic that any woman finds sexy. I don't understand ever. I just, I'm I like, don't. no woman ever went. Ooh, I would rather I get want a, a piece pic- of that ever. I would rather get a pic- a picture of my like husband's like forearm when it's flexed and he's grabbing right? something that's fucking hot. I and was like, gonna say, are their hands actually like oh, doing like touching or holding or like right. doing something manly? Like, I mean, we ha- we had that whole episode about sexy toilet paper. Him just t- changing the toilet paper roll, and I was like about <laughs> yeah. to do a jump on him in the bathroom. <laughs> like, you know, like there's just it's like weird how our brain works so differently. But like, you know, and it's like it's interesting because, you know, with my husband, it's like. He, there's so many different phases of him in our lives together that have been so attractive. And that's what turns me on is thinking of him back in those different phases. Like, you know, 
when he used to wear this certain pair of pants, they hugged his ass really good. He had this like good, a belt on, and then he'd put on like his shoes. He just like he looked like he was geared and ready to go, and just like could kick anybody's ass. And I just like thought, you know, <laughs> the pants kind of reminded me a little bit of my favorite pants in high school that I remembered how they felt when they hugged me, and then like then looking at him and I'm like, damn, that's exactly how they felt. And that's how they good. They look like, you know, like, <laughs> like that. Like, and like, thinking, like that feels like it looks good or maybe it right. looks like it feels good. I don't know. But and, and, you know, and another thing that I absolutely adore watching him do is so like in his culture, you know, being Hawaiian, Simone and Marshallese, they wear EAs like they're, they're sarongs, but they're, he calls them EAs. And so they, Males still watch that wear them as well, not just women. Mm-hmm. And but there's a methodical practice of where he the where where he like he places and then he folds over and then he tucks and then whatever. It's very similar to like a Scottish kilt. Like you you know he has to go through this whole thing. Watching him go through like the methodology the of him, yes, of putting on his EA is a huge fucking turn on to me. Like, I love watching him in it. I love watching him be in his EA with his shirt off. Like, it's not him having his shirt off that does it for me. It's, like, the whole package and the, right. of what it creates. And the fact that, like, you know, even the, even the icing on the cake was the best thing is the first time I brought him up to our family lake house. And my grandmother's watching him walk up from the beach shirtless with his EA on. And he's sitting there like, he doesn't wear that skirt to work, does he? Like, <laughs> no. No, but I think he might now. Just because you said that. You know what I mean? Like, skirt. Yeah. Like, well, so, like, that's exactly where her brain went. But, like, yeah. and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm loving it. Because, like, the, the way he walks with confidence, the way he, like, you know, and he, he puts right. his tough guy serious face, but then he's such a sweet, genuinely decent guy, and he's a man's man. And so, and, and speaking of man's man, like, we ended up getting on another tangent today talking about, you know, like, you know, bathrooms, like sharing bathrooms. And he was, he was telling me a story from this week where he had gone to the bathroom, he opened the men's door and there was a guy taking a shit on the, on the toilet. Like the door wasn't locked. He just opened it. The guy's taking a shit and he's like, close the door. And he's like, okay. So he like, you know, there's no bathrooms around except for the women's. No one was in the women's restroom. So he went peed really quick and then like left. And then when he left, the lady's like, um, excuse me, sir. Uh, this is a ladies bathroom and he's like he's like I know like nobody was like in there or whatever or for actually what he told me what he said was so because of today's world with everything else and I looked at him and I said honey ever since Kroger changed the bathrooms to unisex bathroom they smell like 7-eleven's bathrooms they are stinky <laughs> they are gross they are dirty it is like messy and I I'm not happy I was like I really want to go back to like you know, I was like, hey, I get that our world is changing. Can you just create a unisex bathroom and still have men and women? And then anyone could go wherever, wherever they, they go. want. But just, I'm like, <laughs> men, women, like, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. I just want, I don't want it to smell bad. I don't want it to be sticky. I don't want to wonder if I have to, you know, bless, bless my cousin who, you know, when he stayed up at the family lake house, the rule is you have the cleaning lady that comes in. 
and cleans the house after until the next person comes in. Well, my cousin wanted to stay an extra night, which I totally had no problem with. But instead of having the cleaning lady clean his area and then him like moving to a different area or even cleaning up after himself after he left, he just told her he'd take care of it. Well, him taking care of it led to me texting my aunt to say, hey, um, next time can you make sure the cleaning lady at least cleans everything because this toilet seat just stuck to my ass. Oh, lovely. And it was because, like, he did a boy clean. Like, yep. a boy clean, which was quick surface, whatever. There wasn't full detail. It wasn't full sprayed. It wasn't full, like, clean. And it's just, like, boys aren't... Boy clean. Yeah, it's boy clean. <laughs> I like, know boy clean. I, I know boys that clean better than I do, so I, it's all good. My husband can, but he turns it on and he turns it off. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's a there's an on-off switch with it, but, yeah. like, quick boy cleanup... Like no, I mean just to wipe it down. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, and it's a small percentage of men that although, really do clean. Although the reality is, it's like you know when it comes to bathrooms, it's like if there's five ladies in 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 line and oh, there's so nobody in the men's restroom, we'll do the same thing. Uh, yeah, I would we do will the same thing. because we got to pee or we're going to pee our pants. Right. Yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna. I mean, but I don't. It wanna... just makes things faster. Right. But the thing is, <laughs> like, but my issue is, is that. I married my husband for a reason. I don't have a problem sharing a restroom with him or him seeing me have to go to the bathroom or be sick or whatever. He's signed up for that. I like, he's the person I chose for that. I don't want to be peeing next to another male that I don't know. Right. I I don't want to have to go. I don't want to be sharing bathrooms with the opposite sex that I don't like. It's just shared space is weird to me. You know, it's like if it's one person at a time, I don't care. I no, mean, that's fine. I don't, no problem. Yeah, but yeah, you know, a urinal right next to the clothes spot. <laughs> no. I'm like, yeah, no. No, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. And yeah, so then we ended up having all these random other fun conversations that went, how fun, you know, in other directions, but. <laughs> Potty talk. Yeah. <laughs> Potty talk. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> But it is fascinating, though, because it's just, like, the perspectives, you know, you can never, it doesn't matter, boy, girl, you know, high class, low class, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Our perspectives are always different. They're always influences by our experiences. You know, we ha- you have to do what resonates for you and just honor humans, right. like humans in general, like, you know, the life of the human, even though you may not understand what somebody's going through. And even if you're, you're, even if you do understand what someone's going through and you see them struggling and you know they're going through a process, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to beat it out of them. It doesn't necessarily, it means it's like, hey, respect their, space. their life growth space, I yeah. guess, is like all life's phases has a space and respect their process, I guess. I get a tickle in my throat now. Need some water. I think I do. Okay. But anything else about your fire brain? My fire brain. My fire brain goes on and off. It's like I think a lot of it. Open the door. No oh, other one. <coughs> Ta da! Yeah. No, my fire brain. Um, you know, I think it's um. There's fascinating things in my fridge. We're going to have to take a picture of my fridge and be like, fascinating things in the fridge. I think everyone should go into everyone else's kitchen and just open up their fridge and just 
and just make notes of their uh, what they what the thing witness. Yeah. I think that would be fascinating. Yes. Yeah, no, my brain comes, you know, it's like it comes online and it goes offline. And I, I think I realized, like, I, I made myself go to a ladies' brunch this morning just because okay. I, like, had the realization recently that I'm like, I go to work, I see patients, I see my office manager while I'm there, I see you when I'm coming to you for work or for this. <laughs> and once in a blue moon, I go to one other friend's house. And other than that, I don't human. I, I mean, like, I don't interact. I this don't socialize. I don't. And and I, it's like, I think that I'm so burnt out, shut down, whatever, that I, I feel like getting into some form of action and socialization so that I'm not in front of the technology is is really needed. I know what I did this week. I did something similar. I ended up joining a golf group on Tuesdays. And, awesome. um, like, I used to play back in the day. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Was very serious, committed to it. But, you know, like, as family grows and you have kids, like, priorities, you know, finances change, whatever. But my husband's been really good because he'll, you know, when there is an opportunity for us to go and sneak away and play, you know, a round of golf or something like that, you know, Yay, we'll get to do that. But it's, you know, once, twice a year, not anything substantial, not anything to where I was playing before. And I have a client where she actually had hired me because of my golf experience and my golf expertise. And so we've always just gotten seen eye to eye on certain things. And um, she's retired now. So, of course, I don't see her as much anymore because of retirement budget and things of that nature. But it was one of the things that she's done is she joins like a ladies golf group that meets once a week for just quick nine holes, which is two hours. And then they sit around and chit chat afterwards for like an hour and everybody goes home and it's like the end of the day. Now I'm not saying that I'm going to go to it every week, but I went last this week, this past Tuesday, I got to play, got to have fun. Got to feel like I knew how to do stuff that I haven't done in years. So that just builds confidence and it's like, oh, look, hey, I still got it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, got to meet some really nice, fun ladies that are super sweet down to earth. And you know what's interesting is that I had hung out with somebody just three weeks prior. My age group, like within two, three years of me, right? My age group, met them for drinks, chit-chatted away left that evening with the just awful, most worst feeling because I just didn't enjoy myself. I didn't actually, it wasn't my environment. It wasn't my type of conversation. Now, the main person I was going to meet, love her. There's nothing wrong with that. But her friend, on the other hand, it just is a huge disconnect. It almost is like I could see that her friend, it was almost, I don't want to say that it was a negative influence, but like, holds her back from being even more awesome. And and it was like I could see how they helped each other and they were really good friends with at a point where they really needed that friendship. And I'm sure that they still have a good bond. But almost like it was almost like I was outside watching in, seeing that like actually this is promoting a lot of unhealthy dynamics and it just left me feeling 
ick. Yes. And yeah. I went home and I felt gross and I didn't feel right. Like Rudy even could tell I wasn't myself. Like the energy I was just wasn't mine. And I even like went to bed that night, like not even feeling like my own environment. It took me very long. It took me like a, a full day or two to get out of that funk. I didn't leave. You didn't leave feeling good. You didn't leave feeling healthy. You didn't leave feeling excited about things. But then Tuesday, it was like, okay, yes, the ladies are probably like, I don't want to say twice my age, but they're definitely, you know, 20 years for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no question they're definitely 20 years older than me. But at the same time, slower paced, enjoy wanting quality of life, just wanting to have enjoy a good good time playing golf something they enjoy that makes them happy and doing it with good people uh yes yes (laughs) i what's wrong with this i'll take it yes yeah and i came home in a good mood i came home with energy to give attention to my husband i came home excited to see my family ready like i didn't feel like i was missing out and i also didn't feel like i had lost anything where a lot of times I think when, like at least with parenting, when you do go out and do something, when you come back, something's always a little off kilter. Like it's like you have to play catch up to like get the equal balance back. And I did not feel uneven balance or have to pull weight somewhere to try and get things back to where they needed to be. Right. And I think that makes a huge difference. Did you enjoy your brunch? Like was it a I fun did. group? I did. And I mean, it was a, you know, it was a lunch and, or a brunch and learn. <laughs> um, it gave me some good ideas as far as stuff that I could do as well. But um, I mean, the information was good. I met some really great practitioners in the area, you, you know, so and I actually ran into a girl that I, I a lady, I say girl. Um, I mean, she's, I, she's definitely in her 40s, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> we just say girls. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, it's part of our upbringing. Like yeah. we used to say that, like, what's up guys? Like yeah. that's normal. You said guys for everything. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I have not seen, I think I saw her in person once when she opened her clinic. Gosh, probably. Uh, well, geez, probably seven, eight years ago. Wow. And I have not seen her in person, but I refer, you know, people to her all the time and, um, so it was just great. She sat down next to me and she's like, you look familiar. And I'm like, yeah. And I said my name and she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was just good to reconnect with, uh, with people that I don't see. And I, I think that, um, it's also good to be in the space because even the lady that was, um, leading the, the talk that was done, she and I, you know, had a few minutes to chat and, um, I mean, there's so many of us that have been in practice for 20 years that, are experiencing some level of burnout and having to redefine and restructure and, um, you know, re rethink our way of doing business because it's like we can't run. There's only so long. It's like you, there's only so yeah. long that you can run, you know, between <laughs> between rooms. Literally, run between rooms. Um, at one point, I remember almost feeling resentful because it was just kind of like, poof, what do you need? Poof, what do you need? Poof, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Um, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's not healthy for anyone. Um, and and so... Um, I just I, had the glimpse <laughs> of like Aladdin I know. with the little baby genie, <laughs> like when the genie became super tiny. <laughs> like, and then just was like, ha! I know. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what I felt like um, there for a while and... 
you know, it, it, it's just a, a reminder of um, taking a step back and um, refocusing on self-care and, you know, we don't have to run 100 miles an hour all the time. No, we don't. Um, so, but and I mean, we, but it was just, I mean, it was just refreshing to be in a room full of women that are all, all ages like, and all professionals and like um, similar you know, like, like-minded. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I find it interesting because it's also, um, you know, when we talk about the self-care portion, I actually was telling a client of mine this week, you know, even though we have a real a bunch of great people that may be surrounding us and their intent is good and they're trying to help and they have lots of advice and everything, you still have to do what resonates for you, what applies for you, right? Like it, it's about you. It's about your partner. It's about your environment, your home, like who's in your, who's living in your home. Yeah. You have to, it's, it's about creating that world for you and what you need to do. And I think sometimes a lot of people have a tendency to go with good intent outside of themselves to try and get ideas of what they should do. Mm-hmm. But almost to the point where it ends up become faulty because they find themselves trying like 60 different things and none of them they never really connected to. They just did it because it was advice. And then they're like, oh, I tried that, but it didn't work or whatever. Like, you know, my aunt, I love my aunt. Um, she's, she's of course, she's going to be my favorite aunt. I mean, they're, she just, she has this way that she always wants to have ideas and, you know, like tries to, Fine and do different, not necessarily fix. Um, she's not really, she's not the strategic Mm -hmm. plotter fixer. She's more of the like, oh, if that's not right, you should try this. Or have you ever thought of doing this? And have you ever thought sometimes to the point where the advice comes before you can finish the sentence? Um, (laughs) or before she even, it's almost like she doesn't connect to the issue. She just comes up with a bunch of random ideas to kind of help guide you. Occasionally, she'll do a really, really great, um, she'll do a really, really great, like, insight. But a lot of times, it's like, I wasn't raised the way her children were raised. And the reason for that is not anything of her doing whatsoever or anybody else's doing. It's just, I was raised in different circumstances. I had to learn very quickly a lot of survival skills i had to practically raise myself to a certain extent me and my sister had to raise each other and in doing so you learn a lot about life very quickly you learn what applies what resonates with you which doesn't resonate with you you might you might have even experienced a lot of other different things already and but one thing that i love about that is that at least i've learned quality of life very quickly and I, it also makes me make decisions a little bit faster because I, you know, I, I very quickly look through the whole strategic plotting of things before making an informed decision. And let's just say she, sometimes she does not understand. Like, I don't, she gives advice, but at the same time, it's very hard for me to even hear her advice because I have already experienced a significant amount to the point where it's like actually you don't really know where I'm coming from and you actually aren't understanding this like I appreciate 
what you're saying, but at the same time, like this conversation just wasted my time. <laughs> like, like <laughs> without, like without. Yeah. How do you never say I, that, I that? But you're being polite, and listening. It's, but it's like that wasn't really. Help. But but yeah. I really I don't think it's not that she wasn't being helpful and it wasn't that she didn't have good advice. I think it was that she wasn't connecting right to the conversation. She was there was a she was so busy coming up with creative ways to help in her clout in her brain of like ooh because she's one of those types of people that she never really was in her body to have that really connected right. conversation. Not that she can't do it. And when the, when serious times come serious times, she's great. Mm-hmm. But like, there just seems to be a disconnect. And so, and I find, I'm finding that a lot of people are going through life right now and they're listening to all of the random ideas, but they're not actually connecting to the idea that was being given to really key in and say, do I really like this? Is this something that I might want to try? This is something that would possibly work. If anything, they like go, they do it, they experience it, but then they never really dive in. They weren't present. Yeah. Well, and you know, part of that is like, you know, and I've seen this in personal growth and development courses. Like people, they go to the courses and they go to more courses and they go more courses and they learn the language, right? And they can talk the language all day long, but they don't step back from doing all the courses to actually experience the life and put it into play. Right. And, you know, at some point I just got to where I was like, I'm not hearing anything new and I'm not seeing anyone really do what's coming out of their mouths, right? They're right. just talking the language and not actually I know a lot of people the in, the, life. in the, you know, the health coaching world that are those people that, rah, yeah. They and, set my brain on fire and not in a yeah. sense in the rah, like, I know. yeah. And, and, and too, it's like, you know, I've done a lot of coaching programs over the last few years to help with business and business strategy and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I'm almost to the point, like, you know, when I finish up the one that I'm in that I'm like, I just need to not for a while. Right. And I need to remind myself just not to for a while because mm-hmm. it's like, I need the space to, I, put into play whatever level has sunk in because I can't keep doing the co- I don't have time to keep doing the coaching and try and put it in play it's not possible it's just like it's just too much and I think the person that I you know it's like this this thing that I'm in now it's like I literally have the opportunity to be on four call four two hour calls a week and I make it to one and as much as I would love to be able to utilize like all of the amazing stuff and all of the amazing content that they put out there, I'm like I can't even scratch the surface with it. Right. And um, you know the one person that I actually to get change. to listen to is like, I mean, she's like bare bones down to the like, oh, this is what I do. Da 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 da. Okay. Done. Bye. And I'm like, great, fantastic. I mean, I can put that into play. <laughs> yeah, don't give me an hour thing where actually <sighs> there were two key points and that they were like 15 minutes apart, and then I. No, I don't need that. Well, and yeah. I, I stopped going to a lot of marketing things and types like that because, and it wasn't because I, I like people and I like getting to know people, but it mm-hmm. was like my energy, my attention, where I'm going, it was like, no, actually that isn't, I'm not getting anything from that. It's mm-hmm. not beneficial. I don't, I'm usually the one that creates motivational conversations and, you know, 
it's hard for me to sit there and listen to someone do a speech and it's and everyone's like oh my god that was amazing and I was like really that was it you know like I you know and I'm not saying that as an insulting aspect I'm just saying right. it's because I've been exposed to a lot more than most people have right and because of that it is hard to give I'm not saying that I don't take advice you give me advice all the time but you also connect to what's going on with me to fully understanding like those concepts you ask questions beforehand to really give insightful suggestion and so and the other thing too is like I mean you're a trusted friend like so you you know me you know how I work already so usually your advice is like way spot on and where thank you Look at you. Yeah. But but like the thing is, is like there's just environments like that. Like I actually started going back to one of my marketing meetings, not because of marketing, because I needed to be around people again. Yeah. Because I was working and doing all that stuff. But then when I went back, I realized I went back and I was like, you know what? This actually has the same vibration that it had before. It hasn't changed. If anything, that vibration's creating more of a blockage for me than a creative flow. So I don't need to be going to this all the time, maybe once a month and I should be fine. And then I need to find a play zone. And I was like, a play zone would be a lot better for me. And that's how I found this group this week. And it was, it was a simple me having lunch with an old client of mine that I adore. And she's just like, Hey, do you want to come? And I was like, you know what? I have that time open. Ironically. I will definitely love to show up and and sit and check it out. And I had a blast. Yeah. It's like, I need to find, that's actually a really good point. I need to find a play zone. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you know, I haven't done something like that in a really long time. Yeah. And it's like, because even, you know, even the ones that I go to, like even this, you know, brunch thing that I went to today, it was still, I mean, work and brain stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like... Let's go be goofy and belly dance or something. Right. Well, and like I said to Rudy, I was like, honey, I I think with me doing this, I think he needs to find something that puts him in a play zone. And I don't know what that is for him. I don't know if it's like, I wish we had one of those like old Rocky gyms where you could just go and everybody see, no, no matter what, every time you went, somebody was there so you could grapple with someone, you could box, you could do your thing or whatever. Or it's just a heavy bag and a speed bag. Yes. That would be amazing. Right. Like I, feel, I would go. <laughs> I feel like he would do, he needs something like that, somewhere to go put out his energy that's a man's place to go to. He could mingle and meet his buddies. Like, you know, my grandfather, he always had every Monday was his men's luncheon. Mm-hmm. Every Monday. They would do their men's luncheon. The guy, like, they do their whole little thing. And I'm not supposed to know what they did, but everybody knows what they do. This, I'm sure. They sit around and drink coffee and shoot the shit and exactly. talk about stupid boy things. And then, yep. so, then they flip coins to see who pays the tip and like whatever <laughs> and so it's fine so you know like in my husband I feel like my husband needs like a men's luncheon or he needs a you know boxing club but I like but all the freaking places out here always have classes now you can't just go right. to a Rockies gym and just be a man's dude like yeah. I don't understand what that well, is I don't I don't want a man's dude gym but at the same time if I had a place where I could just go and beat the crap out of a heavy bag and utilize yes. the speed bag I'd be ecstatic well and there's a place because... there's a place in Fort Worth where you can go and like just smash it yeah which is cool there used to be one down in Dallas or Richardson somewhere yeah. too. But I, uh, I don't know. But I think, but see, that's my, that's exactly my point though. Is like, we need more play, but we need like, 
I really want to do one of those um, uh, yoga on the water <laughs> classes. Like, the, but they're always on Saturday mornings. Oh yeah. And I was like, that's not good for me. Yeah. But I but I definitely want like there's a lot of things that I want to go do, and I'm like, yeah, that time just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Pretty much anything that has a time, it just doesn't work for me. I just want to show up and be able to play it, whatever I want to do. <laughs> well, I, I know have, that's awful, but... Okay, I oh, have a solution for you. Oh my gosh. I have a sandbox in my backyard. Yeah. Do you want to come build some to... castles? No. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't do it for It doesn't me. do it for yeah. me. Yeah. 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 But there needs to be something that's like... You know, a place that does have more people, that has those types of things. And I don't know, if our listeners are out there, go create that so we can all have it and enjoy it because <laughs> it would be just blissful and fun and good. And well, awesome. and it's like, it's like I almost missed, you know, and I, I hate to say it's like I miss the old days because it's not even that I miss the old days. I don't want to go back it's in time. But there were, you know, it's like part of it's the tempo, part of it's the mindset of, um, you know, not everybody has to be on the same page and doing the same things and I don't need people to motivate me. I need people to like leave me the heck alone and let me like exist. Exist and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Or stop trying to find a solution for me or stop trying to change me. Stop trying to sell me. Yeah. Or stop (laughs) stop bringing in a gimmick or stop like just let me exist as I am. Accept me for existing exactly as I am Definitely don't shame me time. for not showing up for every single class. Don't critique three, four, me or five times a week. And why I do things a certain way because it's just who I am. By the way, that's why people like me is because I'm weird. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and yes, I know I do weird things, and I know that I sometimes count with my fingers. But like, it, whatever. It's just that's how I do things. I am a very slow math person. That's I understand okay. numbers and I think like numbers, but at the same time, I they don't come quickly, mm. and so I, yeah. Do it's the, okay. Yeah. You finger count. It is. So it's all good. It's fine. Yeah. And then I finger count again, and then I finger count again, and then I use my calculator, and then I use it on the board, and I <laughs> cross-check a lot, too. Yeah. I probably waste a lot of time, but my point and is... And I'm like, it's somewhere around this number. It makes number. me feel and good. And if you need an accurate number, I do need a couple of seconds more. <laughs> I don't even do that. Like, it's close to you. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you can be that laid back about it. But we do. We just need to be able to go somewhere where we can exist and just... <sighs> yeah. I know. <laughs> Without the whole meditative, like, oh, you have to come in and be like, mm, with everybody else. Sometimes I don't I'm want like, to do sometimes that. I'm like, sometimes I don't want to do that. No, sometimes I just want to bang a drum. Like, what happened to, like, let's create a drum circle in the woods. Yeah. For, like, random reason. Hey, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, I will be in the woods drumming. I forgot Do-do-do-do. where I was. I was somewhere. And I wandered up. I was, oh, I think it was in Colorado. I just wandered up on a park, and there was people in a drum circle. And I was like, oh, I want to be in a drum circle. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or maybe I just want to go sit in the middle and let them vibrate me with their drums. <laughs> yeah. And just enjoy the energy. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I think that's a blast. Yeah. I'm the weird one dancing on the side with the two dogs. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You're like... That's one of the things I do really like about you is that when we go to environments 
where you can feel the energy and people are happy and light and it's just whatever. You just get this twinkle in your eye and this plastered smile on your face <laughs> and you could just see that you're just absorbing everyone's happiness in the area. <laughs> I know, I'm like, you just feel it. Yeah. You just soak it in. It's awesome. But then when I go spaceless where the energy is not happy, I'm like, can I just go now? <laughs> yeah, with your cute little man. dimples in your cheeks and you're just like, okay, okay time to go, go over here. here. Right. But then like two seconds later, two seconds later, you go right back to happy and light and free with a good twinkle in your eye and it's delightful. It makes me happy. Sometimes we have to see the world through Audra. <laughs> Come on, guys. Embrace the experience. 